Hey guys, welcome back to another video. I got a comment the other day from somebody asking questions about how to deal with parental alienation in their country. I think it was Kazakhstan. I'm going to come up with a comment here in a minute. And I mean, I know there's differences in countries, but I think a lot of the issues are the same. And I had asked a gentleman to for some a little bit more detail, and we're going to go through that response right now and dissect what's going on in his situation. So this was the comment. So it says, sir, I'm touched by your reply. That was whenever I'd asked him for more information. My story is full of details. Kazakhstan courts ignore totally parental alienation. So here's the first thing. Uh, most courts are starting, even in the United States, courts are starting to recognize it, but there's still a lot of places where they think that parental alienation is not a real thing and it's just kind of blown out of proportion uh, exaggerated or, or just used as a technique. However, there is starting to be some more information where uh, it's proving parental alienation and courts are starting to recognize it more, which is a good thing. Uh, what that means is, is that this might be the same scenario that this gentleman is dealing with. On top of that, the mother is always right in the eyes of the judges. For some crazy-ass reason, even here in the United States, uh, it seems like mom will always get the benefit of the doubt, and the dads typically get <laughs> punished. In other words, what I'm saying is, is if uh, if the mom violates a now, this doesn't happen all the time, but you know, statistically, or you know, there's a good chance that if mom does a, 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 a court, violation of court order. Contempt. Sorry, I couldn't think of the word. It does a contempt. Probably will get a pass. Dad, on the other hand, might get uh, you know might get thrown in jail for a little bit for contempt. It seems to be a typical way things happen. Happen. Despite having full support from the guardianship authority and many, I will say again, many psychologists' positive opinions about me and countless documents against the mother, I am not able to have a decent order of communication and not able to get travel uh, travel permission to fly to Brazil during the summer vacation to meet my elderly parents, age 80 in Brazil. Okay, so here's the other thing. What, what I would say to people in this, and this happens, this happens a lot. If you are presenting and it's, it, they're not looking at your information, there's a couple of things that are, that are potentially going on. You know, best case scenario, best case scenario, we'll get to the worst in a second. Best case scenario is for whatever reason, your presentation does not feel believable. For whatever reason, they're ignoring you because they think the court thinks that you are full of crap and the defenseless butterfly is the one that's in the right. Now, if that's the case, the way to combat that is to figure out what what is wrong with your case and to adapt to that. A local attorney who understands the judge might be a better solution, a uh, better option, I guess, because then they know what's, what's normal, what the judge likes to see, how they typically rule, and can give you some guidance on whether or not that, uh, you know, it's just weird. Like some people don't like certain things. And if you communicate something in a certain way, it can really irritate them. Whereas the same 
information or the same presentation to another person would be different. If you've done anything professionally, you probably have heard the comment of know your audience. And that's kind of what, what it is, right? You tailor your briefing or you tailor your, tailor your communications so that it fits that particular target audience. That doesn't necessarily mean it'll work, but that's, I mean, that, that's the type of thing you have to do. And when you start to see a trend that things aren't really working out, then it's, in, it's important to recognize that. I've seen this a lot where people, they get in that mode to where, you know, they're, they're beating their head against the wall and they're like, well, you know, all I'm doing is just the, the wall is getting bloody. And it's like, okay, try something different. So the other part is if you're, um, if the judge is just completely biased against you, for whatever reason, they don't like you or they don't like men or they don't, you know, they are just completely biased or they think that mom can't do no wrong. Now, from a society perspective, most people up until probably in recent times just assumed mom is the nurturing one. They're the ones who are always there. They're the ones who are going to, you know, dab the boo-boo and put the kids needs and life above everything else. And I don't know, maybe there was a time that was legit. I don't think, I don't necessarily think it's a, a given anymore. Um, and as a result of that, if you're dealing with someone who does think that, then you got You got that disadvantage. Now, the way to really deal with that is to, um, you would have to find a law that the judge isn't following. I mean, most of our systems, even in all the different countries, are very similar. You know, I mean, maybe, you know, maybe some places, you know, uh, it's not. But a lot of them have a process to follow. And if that's the case, then if there's a way to say, hey, look, you made this decision based on faulty information and appeal it to a higher level. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. And I'm sorry, man, about your, about this with the, um, your ex not allowing your, your child to go see your L you know, elderly parents who obviously, you know, I mean, I'm, let's see, I, you know, Brazil, Kazakhstan, you know, that's probably not something you're going to do a lot. So I, you know, and like you said, they never met my daughter in life. So it's, it, here's the other thing that you have to remember. Toxic, now a normal loving human being, or not a loving, I guess that's not the right way to, but, but a normal human being who has empathy would understand this scenario and wouldn't absolutely not do this to you. However, toxic people, they don't care about anything other than themselves. So allowing you to have that and to uh, take your child to see their grandparents, there's no benefit to them. They don't care. And they literally don't have any emotions on it. It's really kind of weird how that happens because it's just, you know, you would never do that. If it was, if the tide was reversed and even if there was some animosity to a point, I think when they push things, we get to a point where we would say no. What I'm saying is, is that if your ex has come to you and said, Hey, you know, uh, my parents are getting older. They've never seen the kids. I really want to take them to Brazil. You'd be like, sure. You know, I mean, unless you were convinced or really worried that they would never come back. 
Yeah, and that's probably the game that they played. They probably tried. The reason you probably weren't allowed to do it is she, your ex, was somehow able to say that if uh, if he goes to Brazil, he'll never come back. So recently, the High Court of Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, sorry, decided for my daughter to have Friday overnights in my apartment. Remember, I well not remember, but I had asked him like, what kind of what kind of interaction do you actually have with your daughter or with your child? because that'll help determine the way forward on how to deal with the parental alienation. Uh, So from November and December, the court decision started. Okay, so it sounds like in November, December of 21, you started to see, you had started to have overnights. Oh, I forgot to ask him how old. Okay, I'll tell you that in a minute. And uh, when I went to the mother's apartment to pick up my daughter with the bailiff, my daughter refused to come with me. Yes, she refused. We've been there five times. My daughter always refused. She was seven at the time. Now, I mean, just I'll pause there for a moment. Like typically in most places, in Cal- like in California, uh, um, one toxic parent will normally try to do this, right? They'll convince the kid that they don't want to go. I, I actually kind of dealt with this, not so much to my face, but uh, when I would go to pick up the kid's my middle daughter, who was what, 10 probably at the time, would, you know, please don't make me go, you know, make a huge scene inside the house, you know, skip outside, jump in the truck, hi, daddy, you know, and whatever. And my point about this is the problem with a seven-year-old, the problem with younger ages, they know what the expected behavior is, and your daughter probably knows, and you may get into this in a minute, or as we go through this, your daughter probably realizes that uh, mommy wants, to, in this scenario, mommy wants to hear that uh, she is picking, you know, pick me, pick me, you know, mommy, mommy, mommy. I don't want to go with daddy. I want to be with you, mommy. And uh, y- your ex is getting, or their mom, the, the child's mom is getting that narcissistic supply from that. Um, now, I don't know if, you know, with the law enforcement and everything there, they, I, they probably didn't f- uh, force it, but... You know, typically what would happen in that scenario would be like, you need to go uh, in the United States. What you could do is you could go back and file contempt and say, hey, look, she's interfering with the time. Obviously, the ex is going to turn around and say, oh, well, I, I want this is what they always do. Oh, I so want our daughter to have a good relationship with her father. But I just I just can't make her go. You know, they play that. The, the, the good thing nowadays is, is that's ha- starting to happen so much that the courts are starting to realize it's BS and they're calling them on their crap. Now, in the old days, whenever everyone expected that whenever you got divorced, dad was going to go away, he was never going to come around, you know, uh, he was going to go start a new life with a new wife and all that kind of stuff, probably made it easier because the, the dads weren't staying involved. You know, nowadays, like even in my situation, I wanted to be involved. You know, I didn't want to, like, say, peace out. Okay, the court, uh, the high court also decided that I should have 10 days each summer, June, uh, July, and August with my daughter from 1 uh, 10 in sequence. June 1st, I went to pick up my daughter, and again, she refused. The mother, I can just see where this is going. The mother said that she wanted to see me only daytime. I refused. Now the mother said that our daughter wants to see me only two times per week and doesn't want to see me every day. Uh, even during the day, the mother is evil. Okay, so 
here's the thing that I'm, and I, there's a second page to this. So I just want to pause on this for a second. Here, here's the thing. At this age, I'm not to, I'm not saying, you know, let the ex control everything. But what's really important is you having time with your child whatever time that is. And, and the problem is, is when they start playing these, these table scrap games, it's hard not to allow, it's hard for this not to get really irritating and affect your interaction with your child, which, uh, here, let me do this. Honestly, it's by design. That is exactly what they're hoping. They do not want you or the child to have any type of good time. So all of this is to try to, so even if you do eke out a couple of minutes or, you know, like, let's say just during the day that the likelihood that you guys are going to have a good time is pretty low. Now, how do you thwart that? You thwart it by not allowing it to affect you. Okay. And what I mean is, is the way you would deal, like in what I would recommend in that scenario is you take the time that you have. You don't necessarily push it. You make the child feel comfortable and you have a good time. Now that will piss your ex off. That's exactly what happened with mine. I remember the first time uh, the kids came over to this glorious abode, my home, and we had nothing over here and fully expected that it would be a complete train wreck. It wasn't. We had a good time. Kids skipped back over to mommy's told mommy that uh, they had a good time and can you guess what happened <laughs> everything went to shit in a handbasket so that's what you're gonna have to deal with but the priority in this scenario is the relationship with the kid and and building upon that I struggled with this in the beginning because I was freaked out and and every time stupid crap, not to the extent of what you're talking about that you're dealing with, but similar because it's all similar. And I was doing it wrong. I was, you know, I mean, this and this is the type of thing that would happen. The kids would walk through the door, you know, two hours after being here, but bing, an email would come in dropping some turd in my fishbowl and, and it would affect me. That's why I recommend to people... You know, if you're in that scenario, like when you're, when you have your child, do not look at your email, your phone, you know, answer, I mean, just kind of disconnect so that there's minimal opportunity for the ex to corrupt it. And there are masters at it there. I mean, I didn't even, I mean, I, I started to recognize the trend that I could expect that, you know, when the kids walked in the door that, uh, you know, the next day or they or, you know, two hours later, there would be, you know, some new exciting email or there'd be something, there'd be something in the mix that would create a whole level of uh, extra drama. Okay. Uh, so, and again, part of the thing is, and, I, and I'm missing whether whenever the mom and the child are dictating the time that you can have, whether that means you're not having time or whatever. Um, but the other thing is, is in most places, you can start building through documentation, the parental interference and uh, the missing time. You know, I think the judge is already seeing it. I mean, the, the, the fact that the court has said, hey, we're going to give you more time. We're going to give you 10 days in the summer. Uh, 
you know, 10 days during those, those things, I mean, that's, that's exactly what you, I mean, they're seeing it and they're starting to give you stuff. Now, guys, and this is for everyone, family court across the effing planet, they are not fair. What we think would be fair and what I know this gentleman would think would be fair would probably more than likely be 50-50 custody, holding the ex accountable to slap her down so that uh, there's some consequences for these actions and you can start to get along with the life, right? That's what I would have, that's what I would think would be fair in this, but 99% of the time it seems like the family court does not operate that way. They operate really slow. Like in my situation, I was like, I want 50-50 and she's like, he can only have weekends. He's a scumbag. Initial thing was, well, we'll give a little bit of extra time. You know, I mean, and it was like one of those things, okay, well, we'll prove, you know, mommy says, like in my scenario, mommy says that daddy can't handle this. So let's give him an opportunity to prove that he can either handle it or not handle it. And then we'll adjust from there. You know, and then I'm feeling like, what the fuck? Sorry. You know, I'm feeling like, hey, what the hell? You know, I've been the parent, been the dad for 12 years. You know, I mean, it's like, seriously, now I have to freaking prove myself. But, you know, they're erring on the side of caution. Mommy is saying that he's a scumbag and he doesn't know. He's never done anything, you know, never, you know. I mean, and I get, you know, there are some people who are like that, who who have never been in their kid's life. It's like, hey, I'm the I'm the man and I'm going to work and you're going to clean and do the diapers and, and you know, and bring me a beer. Um, and, you know, so, I mean, there's a stereotype that some people believe. I mean, I don't drink. I don't do any of that stuff. So, um don't do any of that particular, the way that action was. But I mean, I changed diapers. I fed kids. I, you know, I mean, I did all that stuff. And, and the other thing I just want to say is when you're dealing with someone like this, then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you do. You do everything right. They're going to say you didn't. They're going to take it out of context. So um, you have to end up doing what's right for you and your kid, kids at the time. Uh So again, on that, you know, that the child doesn't want to see you, it, Ultimately, you're probably going to have to go back to court to push that. So let me go to the next part. Okay, so today has been 59 days since I've seen, since I haven't seen my daughter. Since I've, okay, I'm assuming you mean you haven't seen your daughter for 59 days. The mother filed a lawsuit to remove overnights, and now my advocate is filing a counter lawsuit to ask to change the address so the child start living with me. See, in this well, let me, let me finish this. I haven't completely read through this, so I don't know what's coming. We're all experiencing this together. Uh, I have a psychologist and guardianship support, but they are ignored by the judge. In general, the court is like a theater where the decision is taken before the court's session starts. Oh, man, dude. I, I Honestly, what you just said, and you're in Kazakhstan, and I'm in California, in the United States, I coined the term judicial theater because I felt exactly what you said. It's like, man, these effers, the attorneys, you know, they're sitting and meeting and deciding, picking the winner and loser on this and how it's going to be is the way I felt, you know, th- and then they go in and it's just a game, you know, and, and it's like they're, it's, it was really frustrating. I had, so I under, absolutely understand what you're saying. However, this is what I would say to you. Uh, granted, there's a risk with the court, you know, not, um, listening to you. However, you are starting to have people on your side, which typically isn't the case. Most of the time when people talk to me, they're, they're saying same scenario, but, uh, then they're also saying that the psychologists and the guardianship people and the support, you know, and they're called different things in different countries. And 
they're also against, you know, they're saying, well, we don't know. The dad's got problems, you know, and, and even in some of those scenarios, the dads will do okay. So the, the thing is, is that the, the other thing to remember or to know is that a toxic person loves to use the court. They, because there's, it, to them, it's minimal risk. They can play all these stupid games, and for the most part, they think it's minimal risk. Now, in the United States, I keep, I'm starting to hear more stories that when this happens, the judge, the courts finally say, okay, you're a pain in the butt. We're giving custody to the dad, and you are getting minimal supervision. And then they're like, what? You know, and it's like, yeah, you did it to yourself. Now, the hard part about it is, is that every story is unique. Every story has nuances. And there's a high, I mean, there's a possibility that the the system was manipulated. And, you know, maybe in that scenario, you know, the person wasn't bad. Technically, we don't ever, you know, we don't know the details of what's going on in there. So let let me continue on. It's like a fairy tale and the mother is the queen, a total hell. I absolutely can relate to that as well. My, my relationship with my daughter, dude, my relationship with my daughter is excellent based on pure love and affection extensively proven in court. Dude, you're already winning, okay? So keep. this is the thing you got to remember, and this is a really hard part for most of us, is when our kids start acting out, we feel betrayed by our child. You know, it's like, how could our, you know, how could our kid do that? How could they, you know, I don't want to see daddy or, you know, that type of thing. Keep in mind, you know, these kids are living a total hell as well, right? They're just trying to adapt and they don't have the cognitive ability to, to and the maturity to, maturity to understand how their decisions, although it feels right in a seven-year-old's mind or, you know, however old they are now, but I mean, it feels right in a child's mind. They don't have that mental maturity, emotional maturity to really understand what's going on and really make the best decision. They're just trying to make the best of a horrible situation. And whenever they know that they spend most of their time with one parent, i.e. in your situation, mom, they got to you know, they got to make sure that that's okay. So sometimes they throw you under the bus to make, uh, to make mommy feel okay. And this can also happen whenever the dad's toxic, you know, and it's the same thing. It's the same pattern of behavior. The kids will do the exact same thing. Anyway, what the reason I'm saying that is you have to keep that in mind with your kids or with your, with your daughter so that it doesn't completely drive you crazy that, your child isn't coming out saying, oh, I love my dad. I, I, of course I want to see him. See you, mom. You know, because it's just, that it doesn't work. It doesn't work that way. Uh, trial will, okay. Da, 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 da. There is apps. Anyways, so you're winning. I mean, the fact that you have an excellent relationship with your kid, you're doing okay. You need focus on that. I know so many people I've worked with over the years where that's not the case, that the relationship is strained and they don't even have that. You can build on that, and that's when that that and that is the the cure to parental alienation. I mean, you don't fix it completely, but if you can maintain that excellent relationship with your kid, it makes it so much harder for them to dis- to help you destroy their relationship. So trial will probably happen in August now, so that would be next month. So that's stressful to wait, but I'm glad it's coming up soon. My advocate is filling 
are filing a Supreme Court lawsuit mainly concerning denying travel permission to fly to Brazil. Kazakhstan doesn't respect its own laws and international treaties. I would like to tell my story to the international media to help and see if I can change this situation. Any help and ideas are welcome. So if anybody who would like to get with him, leave a comment on, on this. You know, the, the one thing I, I'll say on this is things are starting to change. The way people are looking at this stuff in family court is changing. You guys may have heard me talk about uh, my buddy Alex Falcone, who runs the our, our runs our Nevada our Nevada judges, who is currently being represented by the American Civil Liberty Union in Nevada, suing the court system for access and transparency in the family court, and this is gaining steam. And every time I I hear more about what's going on, and I'm going to do a separate video on this. So watch out for that. Every time I hear the support that it's getting saying, hey, there needs to be more transparency, this is what's going to start changing family court going forward is them seeing that, them people seeing what's going on and seeing behind the curtain. You know, so I, I guess what I'm saying is, is, you know, there might be an opportunity for this guy to be able to drive some some uh, traffic towards it. it. It's just hard when it's an individual person talking about their own case because a lot of people don't want to get involved because family court is just nasty. So anyways, man, I hope that was helpful. Uh, one thing I do want to say, uh, let's see if I can figure out how to do this correctly, is uh, thanks to all the channel members who help keep this channel going. Uh, hit the by hitting the join button and picking a tier. I really appreciate the support. You guys help, even though I don't have lights on right now. Normally keep the lights on, but definitely keep the internet running and keep this channel going. And I really appreciate that support. So take care and I'll catch you on the next one.